0: To another episode of Shoot the Fence. God, I've done so many podcasts recently. I can forget the name of these bloody podcasts. I've still got Steve here, and I've got Rodri. How you doing, Steve? I've good, Stella. You? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Very, very good. It's been a couple of weeks. I, I blame myself for going on my jollies, but I've, I've missed you both. Even Rod, even though he looks like a the Hamburglar. It's cold out here
1: now. It's been miserable today. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Smell it, don't you? Yeah, but doesn't your heater work? Your radiator, you know what, as well. I've left the, the radiator when I come on because I come in a couple of hours, a couple of hours, ago, so it gets cold. So, I put the, radiator, uh, the heater on and I've left it on. I've come in, it's fucking baking, so that's open the window now. It's a bit cold, so that's why my...
0: not doing your bit for global warming, right. mate. It's Shame on you. Doing. You're gonna have all those hippies. It's, 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 it's warm now,
1: it's free
0: you can have all those hippies you know those people that been sitting the, on, on the motorway you don't get you
1: don't get that shit down
0: here yeah yeah you
1: it's don't get happen, that man. you don't get that stuff down here. people gloom to the faces they, they, get off Boo! move
0: it's going to happen eventually man
1: it won't happen
0: down here I'm trusting. sure people, people are going to be watching this podcast and listening to it and they're going to get ideas yeah, they're going to be they're going to congregate outside there's this a lot area. of privileged
1: people down south too many but silver spoons
0: yep yeah. Absolutely. Well, mind you, some
1: of them are doctors and so you can't really say that, but yeah, to glue your face to the glo- to the floor.
0: What have I missed since I've been away for a week? Gluing their face to the floor. Is that what they've been doing now?
1: Yeah. Like educated people as well, like retired, you know, well-respected people gluing their face to the ground floor. Father,
0: I've just come from a country where the red light means go. I'm at the traffic lights and the light is red and the car's doing this I mean you must just go mate you just go it's just just ridiculous mate I was driving from um, Larnaca to Limassol right which is about 58 kilometres and um, I was saying fucking it's 100 kilometres an hour which is the the speed limit and people are doing 120 140 don't give a shit and in the two days I was going back and forth to, to Limassol, I saw two police cars on the on the in the layby, and it was at the same time, parked behind the other. One copper was outside just talking to the other one, having a cigarette, talking. Cars are just zooming by, <laughs> and they're just like, mm, whatever. This is Cyprus, my friend. That's what they say. Anything goes. Anything goes. But anyway. Sorry, Steve, we were saying, man, sorry before Rod interrupted us with his global warming escapades. Oh, good.
2: Yeah? All good, especially, mate,
0: yeah. Especially after the weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I get over the defeats uh, quite quickly as a City supporter, which that don't happen too often. And uh, I've no, I listen rec- to that. <laughs> I can recognise a couple of reasons why, why, but no no given right to win every game. I'm fully respectful of what the Premier League is still. All right, let's start with that game then, because...
0: Palace won 2-0 at at the Etihad. And to be honest, it isn't the first time Palace have have won. But where do you think the turning point was there, Steve? We know that uh, Palace took the lead through Wolf Zaha. Was Laporte's red card the turning point? Because to be fair, I watched the highlights and I didn't see City really threaten
2: Palace. No. um, And obviously, every time they lose, it gets highlighted that they're operating without a centre-forward. They've got enough attacking midfield players who, who, who try and do it. And, and often it, it, it happens when they win that it looks like, you know, he's a genius, probably won the league without one, in all fairness. Um, but it's, I, I knew this year, obviously, they tried to sign Harry Kane. There would be more evidence that they would come unstuck in football matches against good Premier League teams um, on any day without a recognised centre-forward. And for me, that was, what, that was the, what proved to be again at weekend. Is that the only issue, though,
0: and the no. reason why I asked
2: this, right on, tell me. Well, no, I mean, you two, obviously, you watch enough Premier League football to have, you know, good, really great opinions. Uh, for me, Kevin De Bruyne is the real question mark for everybody at the moment that he's not at his best. I think everybody's accepting that, but everybody wants to know why and they're not coming up with anything. I'm suggesting that he gets injured and he comes back very quickly to get back in the team because we need him. Uh, And I think he comes back available, but not necessarily fit. And I think he's always fighting for fitness whilst in a game. So I think he's not fit. Um, You've taken Raheem Sterling out of the team. Well, the manager has. Now, whatever anyone thinks of him, there's a a goal um, opportunity, you know, for a, a a striker stroke winger every time. Grealish isn't prolific. Foden isn't prolific, but they both can score a goal. And for some reason, Mares is also good for double figures. That he doesn't get a game in the team either. So, all in all, there's about thirty goals missing in the team. If not, if, if you count Aguero, there's about forty goals missing out of the team, which has been successful out the last two years. And then the centre half partners seem to change all the time. I'm one sent off in the first half, so I've not looked beyond that. And if you can, you know, add to that, but those were my findings. Well, Morris played, didn't he? Or did yeah, he off the bench. He came off the bench. He, he, Jesus, he's got the wide, wide right position at the moment, and he scored a disallowed goal. Um, so no, no, there's there's a stack of goals where City have been successful in the past that are no longer in the starting eleven. We've spoken on numerous
0: occasions about Fernandinho and his importance to City. And Rodri's a very good player. But it just seems that when you've got Rodri there and Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne, it it it
2: seems unbalanced. Am I unfair saying that? Well, they're great players, so they find a way often, and 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 don't forget Gundogan as well. didn't like, you know. So we're we're up to to fifty goals here that didn't start. Um, No, I think Rodri has been a go-to man for Guardiola as Gundogan has when they fit, they 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 tend to play, Um, and obviously he protects the centre halves. Spreads the, port, the ball out superbly. And I think he's been a little bit unsung, Rodri. I, I, um, I think he's a really good player. Um, but again, I'm not sure... That when you have all those choices, do you ever have a settled team? Uh, you're playing all the Champions League games and and you know the competitive games, and that's what a squad is for. But I just wonder, do they suffer sometimes by not having the cohesion of having a settled team, despite the fact that they're all world-class players? Mm. So what about... Palace's system then, they
0: started effectively with a 4-3-3, but it was more like a 4-5-1 for mm. a lot of the game. The, the three midfield, Gallagher, Kuiat and MacArthur, they 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 had legs. It's like you said about how you beat Leeds. If you if you run more than them or further than them, then you're going to win. Was it a case of that against City or were they just so, you know, strateg- strategically
2: spot on that City didn't really have an answer to it? Well, you know, again, the City haven't got a God-given right to score the first goal in every game, mm. and Palace did. So that gave them a boost, something to hold on to. Then the 10 men. Uh, they've got Gallagher and Zaha that are happy to get back, but also spring forward. So that gave them some, some attack with, with Edouard. Uh, they didn't play Benteke. And then, obviously, against 10 men with the same tactics, they've got the good enough players in, in, in Gallagher in particular to get a second goal and be worthy winners. So there was no uh, grumbling from any City supporters, but there was a few suggesting that a few of the lads are looking a little bit off form or fatigued. So the manager will have to assess and sort that out. Rod,
0: you know, we spoke about Patrick Vieira a few weeks ago, and to be fair, I was one of the many people that believed that he wouldn't have a, a great time at Crystal Palace. He's proven me wrong, which shows how much I know about him as a manager. That being said, is this a, a a pivotal moment in Palace's season? Do you think they will kick on from this? Uh, I think
1: they've kicked on before the the, the the City game. They've had some some um, good performances, but not necessarily the results to follow it. But in the last week or so that I've watched, they look like they, they, they turned a the corner and. Was, yes, City were down ten men, but they did score early, and it did look like they were playing well. Yes, you're going to ride your luck. You're going to have to at the nearly said the, the empty half but you're going to at the at yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yes, you're going to ride your luck, and and City, City did have some chances, and and then obviously the sending off doesn't help. And um, yeah, the goals disallowed goals disallowed as well. So yeah, but Palace played well and. No, I think they've, yeah, he surprised me as well, Vieira, because, you know, I think we all had in, in our mind about like the Dutch fellow, what's he called? De Boer. De Boer, yeah. So, and following from Roy Hodgson, who's just a steady ship, you know, but he seems to transform. And, and you've always got a chance when you've got players like Saha, and the kid in midfield is a really good player, as well as at Gallagher. And they've got some sprinkles around that, that that are exciting. And they've got a kid that's coming back that's really good. That's been out for a bit. What's the What's the kid that they bought from? Uh, was it QPR? They got a bad injury. Oh, uh, yes,
0: yes, okay. yes. Um, I forget his name. From
1: QPR. Uh, forget, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Is, there, is, there? is there, yeah. a is a is a. Yeah. They've got him to come back as well. So, you know, yeah, yeah They've got they've had a good start and. But like I say, you've got to ride, you ride a little bit of luck, and, and they did that, but they capitalised capitalized on it and, and ultimately deserved the three points.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, look, Will Saha was Palace's man of the match, but you mentioned Gallagher, he's another player, but, but he's on loan from Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea have got a whole heap of midfielders. He was talking about his cheek he was about Barkley, et cetera, et cetera. Can you see this guy staying at Crystal Palace permanently next season? The reason why I ask this is, I think it was at West Brom last season, he did pretty well. But do you think Palace is his his, his level? Are they the team that's going to springboard him? Or will yeah. he end up back at
2: Chelsea? Back at Chelsea and playing? Yeah. That really? good. I'm only hearing good things. Um, and if you think about Chelsea's half a dozen midfield players, I, I, think, it's, I think we respect them all through football eyes. I think we think they're all great, really. So obviously, you know, help me along, but Jorginho, Kovacic, Mount, Loftus-Cheek. They have, obviously, Gallagher's there. Now they've got Billy Gilmore at Norwich who doesn't get a game. So when you actually think about it, touch wood on his behalf, injury permitting, Gallagher could have the most productive year as a Chelsea player this year by playing 35 games. The ones who are at Chelsea are going to get rotated. Billy Gilmore at Norwich is going to get relegated and not play. So the one who's actually going to come on leaps and bounds, playing every single Saturday for 90 minutes, is Conor Gallagher. And I think Chelsea will benefit next year. And I think he'll come back. I think he'll go into their fold. Probably the,
1: best person that, sorry, the best person you could probably speak to is Loftus Cheek. Because, no, he's been away. He had a good season where he was at Crystal Palace as well. Come back to Chelsea and not really featured. So, does he really want to be doing that? Will he get swallowed up in not playing every week? You know, playing, you know, his performances at the minute warrant him starting with Chelsea, he's playing that well. But, okay. you know, can I see him staying at Chelsea? No, I could probably see him going to a better side than Palace in the Premier League with Chelsea. I don't know. It's, just, it's a difficult decision. Does he, does he back If he backs himself, then great. And then, then good. good. Don't forget, don't that. forget, Ross, don't forget Ross Barkley. Yeah, there's, there's so many there. And, you know, Chelsea are, are looking for elite players, and is he elite, elite at the at the minute? Maybe in two or three years' time, but you know he's playing well at the minute. Though, You can only it only bodes well for him. I think he gets back and gets a go.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle splash out a big amount for him in the summer. That could happen as well, yeah. That's that's my call from now. Yeah, is, it, is it?
1: That'd be a, a great shout for him because you know he's for the next ten years he's going to be a very good player.
0: Oh, absolutely! You could tell he's got so much technique. Yeah, but he's not He's not the
1: biggest either. He didn't look the biggest, but you know he's got that. He's got that. You no know, energy that the nastiness in him. He can play. He can, he he's got that roddy has got that running into the
2: box like Lampard, where the Chelsea fans are used to it and love yeah. it, that he comes in as like a second or third striker, mm-hmm. deep, unmarked, round about the penalty spot. Uh, and it's a gift. You obviously have to be fit to do it. You've got to be brave to do it. But it's also the knack of the timing. And, you know, so many haven't got that. Uh, and and it's, it's like having an extra striker when when you join up with the
1: forwards. He's, all, he's, he's in the box with them. Would that blend well with Mason Mount, or would it like take away what Mason Mount does? Possibly. Possibly, but... You um, know, it could be a possibly a, a, a brilliant partnership. You
2: just never know until you try it. Right. We're just quickly going back to City, Steve. Yeah. Um, what's happening with John Stones? I don't know. I've had, I've had no whispers. I've got no intel, but he seems to be fit for England and then go back to City uh, and the manager doesn't play him and suggests he's got injured with England. Um and then sits him on the bench. I, I, I really don't know. It's almost like each season that Diaz is obviously the permanent. I think we accept that. And it seems to be that Laporte goes out of the cold one season and Stones... And This is like the second time for Stones, but presumably he will get a run again now because Laporte will be suspended because I don't consider Ake to be in position to, to, to get in the team. So Stones will come in now and... um Try and cement a place, but he was in. He was, it was on the verge of being sold, and then bounced back to have the form of his life, and now doesn't get picked when the team are at full strength. So, so I don't know. Still, I really don't know. He's actually been a really big player for City. If you think about it, last season he got
0: some important goals, and that famous clearance off the line against Liverpool was 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 stones, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
2: but then you know, injury and lack of confidence and, and loss of form. Um, and everyone thought it was all but done so it's a really good story the fact that he came back to be so integral in City's success last season um, and now he just seems to be rotated out more than in mm. all
0: right let's talk about another team with uh, defensive issues well I say defensive issues at the weekend they, they had quite a few and that was Liverpool got a two-all draw against Brighton they were two new up and coasting in fact they had a third which was disallowed but then um Graham Potter's team almost got well rock up their ass. They kind of <laughs> got back into the game with a with a free goal, I guess. I don't know if Mwepu meant to shoot. I saw the replay three or four different times, and he did look like he was aiming for the goal, but oh,
1: he's definitely meant shakes... meant to shoot there because yeah. no one really. In, in the, the box for yeah.
0: across he tells body shape as well it, it yeah. wasn't as if yeah it wasn't if he was adjusting it's one it of them just... where you've connected on it you just you
1: know you just connects with it beautifully and he has and the spin's just done the keeper mm.
0: that's right that's right well Henderson scored and then um, Mane made it two, and then um, yeah the goal came, the, the goal from weapon made it 2-1 and then Trossard made it 2 all. but gentlemen when you look at uh, Brighton and how they came back at Anfield I know it seems like an obvious answer, but Jurgen Klopp must be absolutely livid. Surely you can't give away two goals at home. It doesn't matter who
2: you're playing. No, City and Liverpool both been complacent this weekend. Um, I think the games are open. I think the crowds back in the stadium demand it, uh, genuinely. You know, they've missed the football, the supporters and at 2-0, you know... If that was Mourinho at 2-0, you guarantee he's shutting the game down. And to be fair, he I mean, will do in the in future. But you get the feeling that the games are still wide open at 2-0 because Liverpool are then expected to extend. I also think they are expecting a tight title race and you think that goal difference will have a lot to play in it by the end of the season. So you can forgive these clubs with attacking players at the top end of the division wanting to score more goals, but I think they'll be regretful they didn't sit on the 2-0 and, and block it all off. Yeah. Well they won there last season, didn't they? right <laughs> Excuse me.
1: Oh, best. You. Excuse you. Excuse me, <laughs> uh, it looks like they're a bit the uh, two manager inspired stairs as well, with beard. They had the club going for the ginger gray look, aren't they? The ginger grey <laughs> beard look, aren't they? Yeah. longer beard and short on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see you see him have a little chuckle about it at the start, didn't you? <laughs> But uh, no, you've got to give credit to Brighton as well. You know, if, if Liverpool score that third goal, which goes in Romani, which they were lucky, you know, it's gone in off his arm, but you know, could have easily just easily gone in by his foot. But then you know you've got to give credit to Brighton. They, they, they're on the front foot, They've kept going, and and have created chances, and, and fortunately for them, they took him, took him, and, and got a got a point. But yeah, Liverpool will be definitely, like Steph said, they, they did get a place
0: 16 points in their opening 10 games. Not bad, really.
2: Right. There's, a, there's, a real fresh, there's a real freshness about them. I think they're all of a good age. Obviously, Welbeck's injured, but the rest of the lads seem to be always available every week. Uh, no kids in the team. No old legs in the team. Probably the oldest being Lalana, maybe. Mm-hmm. But everybody's athletic. Everybody's technical. They've got talent. And, of course, they're in credit where they're not fighting at the bottom of the league and, and, and like, thinking oh, you know, we'll try and dig something out here. There's a freedom about them and a freshness about them. And uh, I think it's really, really good to watch. Yeah,
1: yeah, they've got a draw at Anfield, signing Old Trafford, getting signed to sign one.
0: <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Lampty came on. I think he did very, very well. The lad's been injured for the past God knows how long. And the, the left-back, they signed from, I forget which club he signed from, Cucurelli, he was at Barcelona at one point. I forget which club he signed from. He did very, very well. And he, he shows no fear, doesn't he?
2: Absolutely. That's, that's throughout the whole team. And, you know, in Lallana and Duffy, they've got players who've been not fully written off, but possibly suggested that they've had Premier League their better days. They're back in the team and playing ever so well. Trossard is always a threat. They cross it. They, they, they overload. They get in the box. They spread out. They keep the ball. Um, and I do believe whilst the manager's getting a lot of plaudits at the moment, it can't be denied that he's evolving his team and himself each Premier League season. I'm, I'm really impressed. Mm. What do you guys make of Firmino? I know he got a hat-trick
0: last weekend, came off against Brighton. I was listening to some radio phone and quite a few Liverpool fans were getting on the lads' back. I don't think it's fair.
2: What, what- for? Body language, like a passion or something, what, what they're saying.
0: Well, he doesn't score enough goals, and they said, "Well, he we scored the hat last week, but he we didn't score enough goals for us." Well,
1: in his he's Liverpool career, he's got he's one in three, so that's not bad. If you look at his work rate as well, no one really works as much as him off the ball. Yeah, he gives a lot to Liverpool. So yeah, I think the fans don't actually. This is the problem with some of the fans; they don't actually see that. They just oh, he looks got goals. He's number nine. The, the work off the ball
0: and the work that he gives for the team no second to nine What about Arsenal then boys five wins in their last seven games not bad for a, for, a, for a team whose manager's been under fire for God knows how long and he's been absolutely battered yeah. by, the, by the, the most loyal fan channel on the planet
2: Yeah a lesson a lesson for them they won't care um, you know they'll the change as the wind blows but it's a lesson for everybody really he could have gone at any any moment um, weeks ago. Um, he was probably even lucky to stay in the job. But obviously, inside they knew that they had faith. Uh, I don't like this phrase that everyone's using at the moment: "trust the process." But for them, they needed to get a couple of players back. Got to say that Ramsdale has surprised everybody with his form and his temperament and his kicking and his match-winning saves, which don't half help. Ideally, you don't want him used at all. But when called upon, he's been brilliant. And um, no, they—they they, they look a really, really good team. Even though Tierney's not playing, well, hasn't been playing. The Ben White as well. He's coming. Really good. Yeah, really good. Roger mentioned it when he played against Brentford in the first game of the season, where he, he got absolutely ragdolled. He got—he looked soft. Um, he didn't look the profile at all, but. He steps out with the ball. He smacks it across the pitch. But most importantly for me, he gets his body in the way of the other team's shots and has a hell of a lot of blocks. I've been, I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, and I think it's vital that he's got a good relationship with uh,
0: Gabriel, the centre back. Yeah. You know, he started the season with what holding. I can't remember yes. who else he played at the back with. Marie was it the, the Marie that was at City? Yeah. Pablo Marie was yeah. the other one. So it, it seems that he's got this good relationship with with Gabriel and. It's obviously working, you know. With Arsenal now, you can basically say their best back five is the goalkeeper. You've got uh, the right back in uh, Tommy Asu, I think, the, uh, yeah. the Japanese fella, Gabriel and, and White, and Tierney or uh, Tavares, who has also been yeah. pretty decent since coming from Benfica. So I think you know we said it when Arteta got the job. You need to give him a chance. You need to give him an opportunity. And granted, okay, he's had a sticky year and a half, but in the, the day, you know while he has brought in quite a few players and people will argue that Edu has had uh, the final say in that, he's got these players. Sambi Lokonga looks good with Partey back fit. They're looking very, very solid in the middle of the park. Smith Rowe, who we've been waxing lyrical about for God knows how long, is finally scoring goals. Saka looks like the old Saka. And all right, while Aubameyang isn't getting, you know, a, a goal every game, he and Lacazette have got a very good partnership. So, I don't see why Arsenal can't can't move forward with this manager. I, I, I've never understood this hatred towards him. He says the right things. Um, you can, probably keep, the problem the Ansu,
1: he had a really tough start, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Well, he won the FA Cup at first, didn't he? No, I
1: mean at the start of the season, he had like Chelsea, Liverpool, and, and Chelsea, Liverpool, and City, or something City, like yeah. that. So. It was, it was always, you know, going to be up against it. But since then, he's yeah, he's, <laughs> done, he's done really well. And you've got to give credit
3: to him.
0: There we go. And um, right on cue. Dan, how you doing?
3: How you doing? What's going What's going
0: Yeah, all good, mate. All good. You're looking rather red this evening. I
3: was watching the ball with mum, so as soon as it finished, jump on, you know. Okay, not, well, nice not, to have you here. I am, um, I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> <much>. thanks, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> no, thanks, thanks for having me, is what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, it hasn't been that long since we last spoke. That's be nervous, mate. It's just not just, a first date or anything. Ca-
3: just trying to, ca- no, 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 I'm just, I'm just trying to, um, I've just, I'm trying to calculate something. I've just lost my head to head.
0: Oh, don't um, worry. So, um, yeah, it's um, always next week. There's always a the next week. <laughs> you just
3: sort your dad's team out and stop giving people easy victories, mate.
0: Bruv, do you know what? I haven't even looked at my team for the past two weeks. Honestly, I I went on holiday and I was like, shit, I haven't updated updated my team. And then while I was out there, this, this game week started, I was like, shit, I haven't updated my team. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it for this week. Don't worry, man. I'll do it for this week. What No, start, no, 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 no. It's just too soon. Too soon to say, man. Come on now. Rod, Rod, man, Rod,
3: Rod got a bag of players this week.
0: Yeah, because I think Reese James scored twice, didn't
1: he? Rhys James, White, Salah again. Who else? Fucking swapped Ings and Watkins. Now Ings is injured and Watkins scores. So, uh, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just sure. got to keep on top of it, you forget. I'm more on top of the Fantasy team. I'm not one on the fantasy team in the NFL. I'm not, one on NFL. I'm not number one. Ah, <clears throat> oh, well. Right,
0: let's talk about Tottenham against Man United. Um. Wow, where do we begin with this one? <laughs> uh So, Oli's coming under pressure after losing 5-0 to Liverpool. People talking about this is El Sackico. Whoever loses is going to get sacked. They're kind of right. you know. Nuno got his marching orders this morning. And it's quite sad because today's like a national holiday in, in uh, Portugal as well. They celebrate the, the 1st of November because it's the day after Halloween. And it's like a public holiday. So I guess he got to go home early. I don't know. But three good goals from United. Uh, very solid display, Rod.
1: 5-3-2. Quite interesting, that. Um, Yeah, you know, with the squad he's got and the kind of players he's got, it does he can play it. So, you know, he's obviously... Well, to keep it tight, you know, all to what what formation you, you play. It's down to players. You, if if you work hard, you know, whatever formation you've got, whatever formation you, you play. If you work hard, you've got a chance. And you know, you've seen it on Saturday. The work rate of them, not in ones and twos, in bunches. Where was that? Where's that been? So that's what our our live question. You know, why are we? so low in the, in their work rate stats, Where, where's that gone all of a sudden? So, but yeah, he was up against it, and when he's up against it, usually, you know, he comes out with, with a win, so, no, it's still not out of the woods yet, <clears throat> still, still knives are out everywhere, fans that want him to, want us to, want your team to lose, they're just, they're just not fans really, they're just, they just have to clip baits, or whatever, or have whatever they're after, but, no, you see, I'm glad to stick with him. You know, <clears throat> I know Tottenham have got rid of their manager. But, let's have it right. It's a shambles. That why they even... He shouldn't even been appointed. Let's have it right. So it should be the person who appointed him should be on the chopping block, not the manager. So after ten games, it's a shambles. So you know, I'm glad that our club that don't do that. So and uh, just like Arsenal, you've kept with him. And, and like Dez said, I don't really like the word, but just the process and see, to give him to the end of the year and, and see what happens. But he's not at the wood yet. We've got a game this week and we've got City on the weekend. So, And then we've got Arsenal the following week. So, you know, like I say, some big games still to come. But, you know, if you can get out of them with a couple of wins and a draw, then, you know, he, he's laughing because then the so-called weaker teams come into play.
0: Yeah, mate, three very good goals. Ronaldo's volley was fantastic. Cavani's finish was just—that is what you expect from you know, a world class. If, you see, set it, if you
1: see Ronaldo's goal, his concentration is in his, and his—and then exactly the same spot in the second half, Harry Kane gets one, and it—he he, he doesn't anticipate it. It hits him in the shoulder, and you know it's just the, 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 talking about Harry Kane, how, how much of a cliff he's fell off. He just doesn't look like the same player. It's like, what are you doing? What's going on with this player from what we've seen last last year? It's just a a shambles. But, yeah, all three good goals taken. Ronaldo's was a good goal. Cavani's great finish. Great ball by Ronaldo. Great run by Bruno. And then the third goal, Rashford. You know, we know we can do that because he's done it multiple times. So... Yeah, a clean sheet as well. It's good for the defence. David De Gea, will he continue that? He can chop and change, you know, whatever suits you, you know, but you, you know it's there. It's just a, a worry with the players that you bring in and the players that you've got, you know, wingers and you've got like, you know, 250 million sat on the bench.
0: Well, not a bad problem to have, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah
3: correct. Yeah,
0: I agree. Yeah. D, let's talk about Spurs then, mate. Another one, where do we begin?
3: Was, I was, uh, was, at the same time, it's what's there to say. At the same time, it's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to say because
0: that was poor. Brother, you know what? I was talking to Danny Fishwick, who's at Wolves earlier today, and I said to him, I can't understand why Nuno didn't go with what he knows best, and that's the system that he had at Wolves the, the 5 3 2. It's not as if Spurs don't have the players. It's not as if Spurs don't have the marauding fullbacks to go down the flanks. It's not as if they don't have two central midfielders that can win the ball. It's not as if they don't have an attacking midfielder who can create. It's not as if they don't have a goal scorer. For me, playing this 4-3-3 system was never going to work. Regardless of how well they started, you can't continue that system. We saw how bad they were defensively against Crystal Palace. The right was on the wall then.
3: Yeah, I we, we spoke did uh, show before the season didn't we? And we were saying that we thought that Reguilon, we didn't know they were going to release all the three, but we thought Reguilon would flourish under him and be allowed to bomb forward and play that formation, but he's not been playing it. But I suppose he thought don't change it because though they only really played good against City in the opening three games because you expect them to concede possession to City because City are better than them. They hung on and got one 0 wins against Watford and Wolves as well, and especially against Wolves, they had a lot of defending to do and they didn't have as much as the ball as you'd expect them to. But because they were top, and they did, we probably thought stick with it. But then you immediately just saw that, even dr- I say immediately, even during the losses, you could see that someone could give it to them if they were just clinical. With the chances that they had, but it, it was just never going to work. He was not in, I think he was like their seventh or eighth choice, and that might be being nice. Um, so yeah, it was never going to work. They're making excuses about the brand of football, etc., and all this as well. But if they were playing that way, they'd got more wins, no one would really be saying anything. But um, it's a mess there. But if they, I don't understand what's happened that. They tried to get Conte with someone He rejected them. But now, suddenly, he's willing to go there unless maybe they're going to make him the second highest-paid manager behind Simeone or something like that. Something's gone on because nothing's changed. He can't buy people now until January. So, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. But, yeah, it's a right mess. It's a right mess over there, at Tottenham. It's, 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 it's a mess. Um. They need to do something to get Kane firing again. Son is dropping too deep to get the ball. There's just so much wrong there. It's, yeah. I don't know where to begin. So much wrong there. I don't know, I don't know.
0: Well, Steve, Conte is the the favourite for the job, and as I said before, they do have the players to play the system that Conte likes because he likes the three at the back. He likes the wing backs, mm-hmm. likes two central with etc. And Spurs have the personnel. I'm not saying they've got the quality, but they've got the personnel to to play this system. We saw at Chelsea, when Conte first took over, he was playing a 4-2-3-1, and then they took a hiding at uh, the Emirates. It was 3-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he went back to the, the, the three. He went, he went his way. So, I don't know. If Conte does get the job, Steve, what are we to expect from Spurs? And the reason why I ask this is, Conte is a very outspoken person. In fact, he's probably more outspoken than, than Jose Mourinho. Mourinho is, is very meticulous in how he says things and, and what he says. Conte is effectively a bull in the china shop. So, if he does get the job, how will his relationship with Daniel Levy be? Because we know that Levy isn't the kind of guy that will, you know, fully back a manager. And he has had his spats with. The likes of Pochettino, and he's been trigger happy. How will this all work? I, I, I don't know. I, I,
2: it's baffling. I'm expecting more of the same. Uh, I think it's going to be tied up by lunchtime tomorrow. I read just before the show, still. Um, and you don't get enough coaching time with the team. He's going to have to look at it. How many times have Spurs ripped the model up and gone to get gone again? You know, and 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 change formation. Doherty, Winks, Deli Alley. Delhi Alley Number Ten, Delhi Alley Number Eight. Now he's not even in the squad, or he can't get on the pitch. So they keep ripping it up and starting again, Conte could be the best coach in the world, but you don't have enough coaching time with the players mid-season to all of a sudden just flip and just change system, change personnel, maybe change a player or two, and all of a sudden become what we think they should be. It'll take ages. You need, you need you need this season then a summer and then some recruitment in you know rec- recruitment in january and the summer he's only got an 18 month contract for now there's no way the way players train these days for about an hour a day with all the recoveries and second day recoveries and league cup games and Europa games not that you know not anymore you're training about 4 hours a week now, it doesn't matter who you are. You can't turn Tottenham around in four or five hours a week to be where you think they should be and want to be. No way. do not matter who it is. And if they're going to play the system that he wants to play, you
0: effectively need players that are comfortable on the ball, right? When you look at Inter, for example, they had Godin, they had De Vrij, they had uh, Bastoni, they had Skriniar, defenders who are comfortable on the ball. In midfield, they had... Uh, Valero, they had Barella, they had Ericsson, uh, Brozovic, Kandreva, all these players who are, are ball players at Spurs. I look at them and I'm thinking, okay, Romero's good on the ball. Eric Dyer's a liability. How are they going to get the best out of him? Hoiberg is good on the ball, but he's more physical more than anything. They don't have the players no. that, that, that suit Conte. And if even if he, they do give him January and next summer, you can't get rid of all of those players that aren't good enough. You know, I don't no. know any team that can get rid of 10, 15 players. No. That's
2: what Spurs need to do. Well, they're already in the process of that. And like I said, they're just stumbling from formula to formula, to a different head coach, manager, to a different formation, back to a previous formation, to a sullen striker at the moment who we all love because he's never been any trouble. Mm. But he appears to be, you know, I was just thinking when you were chatting before, Normally, in any walk of life, you can operate when you're happy and can actually operate when you're angry because that can bring the best out of you as well. But very rarely do you do anything good when you're unhappy in, any, in anything. And clearly, at the moment, Kane is unhappy. And then it affects when you tell this man, he's star player and your best chance of scoring a goal, is unhappy and uh, his own form suffers. It's not long before the whole team suffers. Are we talking about a player that's down tools then? No, I don't, want to, I don't want to go with that phrase because I'm still seeing him doing too much work in his own half. Yeah. Um, but but it's, just, it's just an old kids thing. you know. He doesn't do anything with a smile on his face. He doesn't do anything with any zest. He doesn't do anything with any vigour. He doesn't do anything with any, any change of pace. I don't believe that his backside's dropped. I don't believe that his legs have gone. I don't believe it. He's just heavy-legged at the moment because he's depressed in the mind. That's how it seems to me. Fair enough.
0: D, let's talk about tonight's game then. Uh, Wolves beat Everton 2-1. I only watched the first half, but Wolves looked like a team possessed, didn't they? They moved the ball quickly. They got the wing backs forward. The front three were unplayable. And I saw Alan looking over his shoulder every five minutes knowing that there was like a few, 10, 15-yard <laughs> gap between him and the central defenders. Almost as if the central defenders were too scared to, to move out of their own third.
3: Everton were awful in the first half. Sheamus Coleman. I had to keep apologising in the commentary if they, any foul language was heard, because he was, cussing, he was cussing them all out, especially Ben Godfrey, even before Godfrey um, did that weak back pass for the Jiménez goal, which was brilliantly taken. But after, I'd say, about 55 minutes, Everton were better, and Wolves just about hang on in the end. Um, Jose Sarr made a good save, um, but they were... Um, there was a few shaky moments. There was a moment in the second half when the ball got passed back to him and he miskicked it and it hit Michalis and Almost went in and he just managed to claw it out off the line. Then it hit him again and almost went in. But um, Wolves, to be honest, Wolves, I think, are up to seventh now. They belong there. Because when they first started off and they couldn't win, <laughs> they had like the most shots in the league for the stat people. The best XG, which is something I hate, but I mean... And um, Steve. Really <laughs> Steve,
0: Steve's in the same boat as you, mate.
3: Right, <laughs> <laughs> and they but the football, the way that they're just moving the ball. Try always been on the bench recently, but he was flying past people, Trinkau, very skillful on the ball, but he can't finish. He was the sitter today, by the way, and just flowing and just nice football and much more entertaining than Do. Their first season in the Premier League, they finished, I think it was eighth or something like that, under Nuno. The football was kind of conservative, and the fans apparently wanted more, and the fans, because of social media now, have so much power, and these stuff will leak through to the boards. I think Nuno was unlucky to lose his job, because if Jimenez doesn't get injured that early in the season, I see them finishing higher in the table. But they're a much better team to watch now, um Bettina when Never's pulling strings in the midfield, Samado bombing on right back. Um Ike Norrie had a decent game at left back today. And um Max Kilman got the first goal he's performing so well at the moment. Willie warm warming the bench so options there because when Nuno's was in charge that he very rarely used to change the eleven. Maybe it might be Ten Duncar coming in defence or midfield, otherwise it was usually the same people and um no, oh, they, they look all right. They look all right. They do they do more. They've recovered well after it took so long for them to get their first win. But yeah, Jimenez flying, Huang did well. But no, they they looked they looked good man and um they deserved the win.
0: How about Everton's second half? You said they were dreadful first half. I didn't watch them second half. Did they play a little bit better? They, they were
3: much better they were much better in the second half, but they just didn't when they got into good positions they like overpassed it. Damari Gray had times where he could have got to the byline and crossed it in, and he tried to go back and turn the man again. Um, Coleman was getting forwards. Uh, they bought on Delph at half time, and Delph was much better than Gabin or whatever his name is. But that was his first start in like two years, um, so he's obviously not up to the pace. But Raffin would be annoyed because if they started better, they would have got a point today. But they left.
2: They're so clearly missing decor. Mm-hmm. Oh, def-
3: definitely Mr Tagore. He'd been one of the best. Steve, before that injury, he'd been one of the best players in the Premier League this season, man, because tackling... We saw how good he was at Watford, but now he's around better people, just flying forward, the passing, the tackling, just the presence. They're missing that in central midfield because Neves and Matinho were just putting the strings in the midfield, but um,
2: well two in midfield Ramses for Everton and now it, it really exposes Michael Keane who's on the edge of a mistake at all times. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but Steve but Steve, the other joke is when Keane was at Burnley, I used to rate him, but then as soon as he moved to Everton, as you're saying, you could just see that it was like, What's he doing that like, position wise What's the, just air, on the edge? Like...
2: He's just on the edge of a mistake at all times. <laughs> he
1: time must time. be missing uh Calvert as well with the twenty ten goals a season.
2: Yeah, well, he's done a good. He's done a good job tonight on Monday Night Football in his new snazzy pink suit. Yeah, that's what I
1: was going to say he has been in your
3: wardrobe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least he's not got a handbag
0: with him today. Oh mate. Oh, mate, no. honestly, leave it out, leave it out. Well, I'll what, Rod. Let me let me ask you something, right? Um, Andrews Townsend did that celebration against United, and um, I, I remember. Um, Emmy Martinez celebrating like he saved a penalty against Bruno Fernandes. But what have both of those players done since? Because Everton have been shit recently and Villa got a right hiding at the weekend.
1: We, you have seen it over the years. You know, people get up for, for Manchester United. It's a big game. Uh, it's you know, it's no, Can you do it week in, week out?
0: Life comes at you fast, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, they're just just cheating themselves, the fans, the manager, because the others can perform at that level. But they're not doing it on a consistent basis. You know, today, the first 45 minutes, they were all over the place. All over the place. So, yeah, Wolves have played well all season, even though they didn't get results early on. Like like Dee said, you know, they should have beat us. They had multiple chances against us, but we come away with a 1-0 win. So, yeah, it's good that they turned it around. And I do agree with D, they're a more enjoyable team to watch, but well, I do like Nuno know what he did there, but, yeah, they they do express themselves a bit more.
0: What about Villa's capitulation at home to West Ham? West Ham are flying high at the moment. West Ham,
1: we, we, we Davy looks like he's flying, yeah, so, he's, um, yeah, he's doing well, but, uh yeah, the are flying, he's got the balance right as well, we're playing Thursday, and, you know, that's, to me, that's just a myth, because, you know, if you play Sunday, you play Wednesday What's and Tuesday, it's just the same. So it's just a mental thing, that. So uh, I just think that's a myth. So, yeah, it's um, you know, he's doing well, and West Ham looked really, really good. When it was at Everton, there
0: was, there was a lot of reliance on the big fellas. You know, there was Jelovic, there was Fellaini, even, even Cahill was really good in the air. Um, but this West Ham team, is a, it doesn't look like a David Moyes team, does it? They're, they're very confident going forward. They move the ball quick. Players move into it's spaces. Yeah, there's there's a it's yeah.
2: More more, more than very powerful though.
1: though. Yeah, then you got know, Rice and Cernache in in the middle, two really good centre midfielders. And you got when you got that base, then you've got back four that are playing really well as well. So yeah, and you've got Antonio and, and the rest of them. Yeah, they're doing really playing really well. And Paul Parker's nephew getting a score sheet as well.
2: Yeah. I didn't know he, I didn't know it was Paul Parker's nephew it was a great yeah.
0: goal yeah so yeah it's good Good result for West Ham um, let's wrap it up with this game gents I didn't watch the whole match in full I watched the highlights but Norwich losing 2-1 at home to Leeds United um, I think it, is now, it, the, what not W first County like gone? first off and of this game was bloody awful Mm-hmm. It was
3: awful and really, really bad. But then once Rafinha started to do his thing, it got better. But were what, what you going to say that they're going to get less points than Derby County's eleven?
0: Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Because they, they just look... I, I don't think there's any words to describe it, really. I could use quite a few, but they wouldn't give an accurate account of, of Norwich City. They are... They're, they're turd, aren't they? Dog turd
1: that bad <laughs> they, you can see that they have not changed from when they've been up. and yeah. Um you know when they cut when they come up went back down you'd think they'd learn from the mistakes and obviously they, they haven't and yeah they are gonna be the whipping boys again unless Newcastle brings someone in as well they're gonna be down there as well but obviously they're gonna bring some people in in, in January so yeah, that would be them stronger. It looks like Burnley have turned a corner on Sean Dyche. You no, know, with the results anyway, not necessarily performance, but they've had some good results. Just one. Just one, mate. <laughs> it's a start.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree, but I don't see it. I don't see it being capitalised on. Got Chelsea next.
1: Yeah, oh, it's, yeah, it's gonna be a tough season, isn't it? Because they've not started well. It's going to be a dogfight from there. You don't start well. It's always going to be difficult. You're into some cold winter months now. Birmingham is not the nicest place to go in that's in the, in the winter, so... But, yeah, it's going to be difficult for a bit. Norwich. Who else is down there? Newcastle. Leeds. Leeds have had a slow start. Is someone else we missing? Uh... Watford. Pallet, Pallet, Watford, there you go, Watford, yeah. yeah. I think Watford will be the other one. So Steve, it's Watford, Norwich, and it's could
0: be anyone else. So do you think that Delia's got the chopping knife out, she's getting ready?
1: Daniel, come here, come put your head on the chopping block. Well, you know, even though he's done a good job by getting him up twice, you know, you've got to try and <laughs> you've got to be able to keep him up, or at least give him a chance keeping up. They just look like, yeah, they just don't. The there's
2: States. a big rift now. There's a big rift now between the manager and Todd Campwell. By all accounts, um, they're suggesting that Campwell is is possibly not fit, or they're not explaining why he's not in the squad. Then Campwell goes to social media saying, "I'm fit and available." Um, he's one. Well, what I've watched, he's one of their better players. Well, certainly was in the champion. He's got the most talent, yeah. and um, it's not. a radio talk sport. The just uh, discussing this before. And uh Adrian Durham got a text message from a high up Norwich City employee. Uh, and he said, I can't tell you who's actually just sent me this, but the message I've just received is he doesn't deserve his place because he doesn't work hard enough in training. So once those little noises come out like that from a club, you're already bottom of the league. I don't think it ends well for the manager.
1: No, but that's 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 honestly, you know, these days, that you got you're you know, you 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 know the data of people, that the work they're putting in in training. So, you know, yes. this is the problem with today's football. The players will get a manager sacked.
2: Yes, agree. agree.
1: It's just a, just a shame, but that's the way the game is. Yeah. And he's a, he's a talented lad as well, but it's not good of his CV, you know, if he's not working around training. Yeah. It's, it's it really man- big bollocks.
2: It might, someone will always take a chance on talent but if word gets around that he strolls around in training or worse then the transfer fee will go down and the opportunity for him to go to a big club will also evaporate because word will get around the game.
1: Look at that think of players that, are, that have got a billion and don't work. that. Remember that Terrap? He, yeah. he was a quality player didn't put yeah. the work in I wonder where he is now he's selling kebab somewhere. Joking on, yeah. At you. Benfica, isn't it?
2: He's a
1: holding midfielder, Benfica,
2: now. <laughs> Absolute, absolutely smoking it at Benfica. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> that
1: Maybe it's the sun he plays better under the sun. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you watch foot- Portuguese football. Good. <laughs> Instead, there, Portuguese football. <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh, that's a great way to end the show, gents, would you reckon? Yeah, I think
2: you've let Villa off lightly. Uh, Come on. You you skated over Villa, um, went on their opponents, but this Dean Smith seems to have it in for the ref every week. He seems to be milking this Man United win every week. And now he's messing around with his team. And I actually think, I know the Premier League is stacked with, with talent, but you're better off having 11 amazing players and then a mixture on the bench of young players and people who can do a job they're the teams who, who, do, who, who do well Like let's say Liverpool they've got great players on the bench but the best players play now Aston Villa have got a load of the same and he keeps messing around with formation mm-hmm. he's dropped his captain he's not played Leon Bailey then he plays him it looks like they haven't got a clue what their best team is um, and that can happen via results and can make you change your mind But when you're going into November and Aston Villa, nobody knows what their best team is. It only brings problems, in my opinion. And as well, nobody's mentioned it. The assistant manager left, what we do on here. The first team coach, John Terry, left. And everything's been going on about this set play coach when they scored one goal from a long throw. And Danny Ings over had kicked it into the top corner like he was a genius. Nobody mentions the set play coach anymore. Getting away with murder.
1: I don't know why he left. Uh, he left Tyrone Mings out as well, and, then, and brings him on half the game. And if you leave a defender off,
2: captain as well.
1: That's yeah, why would you bring him? Bring him on? Surely, if you're behind, you'd be bringing
3: midfielders.
1: No, the
2: other the other centre
1: half sent off, Rod. Right?
3: Oh, All right. Okay. I didn't watch the game. Yeah. Uh, concert, concert, concert. But Steve, why, why did he change the formation? I know, obviously, Fuentes isn't there anymore, but he was so good last season. Yeah, Matty Cash, I'm sure someone told me, used to be a winger in his younger days. So you'd think he'd flourish at wing-back. But Matt target on the other side has been awful this season. Like, they're just making so many errors. And before, even last season, even though they did quite well, it was because of a lot of saves that Martinez was making. But since that Copa America win, he's not been as consistent them this season and it's just looking I was looking at them I'm like what the hell is this? It's like no. John McGinn's the only one trying at times like, no laying,
2: they don't know <laughs> they don't know and they've got all that money for Grealish but they had a style of play which was try and get the ball to him to as quick Grealish. as possible which is which is fine you would do he's brilliant but now now they've invested the money they've got four or five different players and they're trying to just roll two dice and get double six. They don't know where they're at. They've not got a they've not got a set team, a set formula. and They just keep going from one thing to the other. Very similar to Spurs.
3: You obviously want to blood your new signings in, but El Ghazi and Traoré did so well for them last season, and they have yeah. touched the pitch now. Yeah, that's true. And they were, and especially Traoré used to graft and go back and win balls. Yeah. as well. well. Just I don't know, man. time might be done. and um, Callum still. But Fadden said, even last season, it was after him he actually won, and he said, I think Dean Smith's taken Villa as far as he could take them. And I was like, what are you talking about? But I see, actually see now what he might actually be talking about, because they're just sort of devoid of ideas in
2: terms of... What well, we talk do. about it on here a lot. Stell often asked the question, uh, yeah. normally the second part of the season, that who's going to be the trapdoor of merchants like a Bournemouth that are going to go from mid table to being a relegation yeah. candidate. And I see that being Aston Villa. Well, you but can't, you steep. can't,
1: you can't get, sorry, Quanstar. No, no,
2: no, I okay, okay.
1: But you can't be complacent and that's by the sounds and that's what we are by tinkering, you know, you haven't got the strength like they're center um, to, to be doing that. You play your right. best team and, uh, and see yeah, what happens.
2: I, yeah. I, uh, and he, he, he nails the referee. He complains and moans about the referee yeah. more than any other Premier League manager. He's the modern-day Mark Hughes.
3: To be fair, I didn't think that was a send-off turn because it, was, it wasn't it was directly through on goal. I think the defenders were close enough that to position the ball was in, I thought the send-off was a little harsh. But I think they would have lost anyway. So yeah. I don't know how much it really would have changed. But, you know.
0: But but Steve, you've always uh, pointed to the fact that had it not been for that goal
2: line technology not working, Villa would have been in the Premier League to be telling this story. Very true. Needs needs reminding. And uh, you and I and and the lads, we're more than happy to keep uh, reminding it. You shouldn't live in the past, but yeah, Sheffield Sheffield United's story from Ollie Norwood's free kick, which was a foot across the line uh, with the the machine not working, changed their... profile and kept Aston Villa in the Premier League and look at the two clubs now frightening yeah. I think there's this
1: history of that though look you know it's just football back in the day is it no look at England they
2: should won a World Cup never a goal oh yeah <laughs> yeah you can't keep looking in the back but they're very fortunate to be where they are and then it was like then they really kicked on no I, I, to- I
1: totally agree I'm just you. I'm totally, especially you with, with especially with the, the video and all the stuff and how it's not it's never not worked before, and that's yeah. the only time it's not worked before. It's like They're
2: really lucky. Yeah, but then they kicked on after that, and then they were like with Grealish kicking on, getting his move. Then they got the Grealish money. Then they've then they've done a not quite a scattergun type of recruitment, but they've got five or six new players. Now they look like they don't know what to do with them.
1: Stes does Sterling give you more than Grealish? Yes. So what what's going on? What 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 what? Why would yeah. you spend hundred million when when you've got a player that does that you get more out of in that position? Yeah, and you could argue, Rod, that
2: before Grealish came, Sterling had already lost his place to Foden, who put in five months on the left wing uh, of unbelievable form. Now Foden's playing number nine now; uh, he's playing in midfield, but his best form for City was also in the Grealish position. So, yeah, it'll it'll run and run that one, Rodri. And but, and, do, you, and...
1: but do you think? Him knowing with the players leaving, like you've mentioned before, that obviously the David Silvers that obviously fed the ball. Do you think Pep's seen that and that's why he's brought, or I don't know. Well, Sterling's got to
2: adapt and evolve and, and work for this world-class manager and these world-class players. But, you know, Gundogan's been injured, Aguero's gone, De Bruyne is not playing as well as he could, and Sterling's not in the team. So City at their best previously looks nothing like that, the profile of them now and uh, uh, if the question you are asking me was a straight answer for me Sterling brings you more than Grealish in terms of numbers absolutely
1: so after what we're hearing the rumblings and stuff do you think he's on his way out? Sterling? yeah yes yes yeah, yeah. maybe maybe, maybe kind of caught him off guard that when the reporter said that didn't he he said he played elsewhere and fact, like, what first bit heard of it that
2: can't go down well, can it? No, but those back not post, playing those back post goals that he would get between 10, 15, and 20 goals at the back post compared to Grealish's talent and probably gonna get a tally of about six to seven. You know, what 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 are we? You know, I I prefer the numbers. I prefer the numbers than 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 anything else. Get the job done.
0: Steve, mm. I've I've watched City much this season in all fairness. But Jack Grealish, what does he offer from a defensive aspect? Because I know, I know at Villa he was doing his duties, but then with yeah. obviously Mendy being out, Zinchenko in and out of the team, I think Cancelo was was left back, if I'm not mistaken, at the weekend. Yeah. That, that left side does look a bit weak, doesn't it?
2: Well, yeah, it doesn't help that Cancelo is, like, a, like a, I know Dennis Irwin did it with Rodri's brother, you know, he brought him into the game. Well enough, but not many not, not many right-footed left backs bring left bring left wingers into the game. So we've got a whole left-hand side which is right-footed. Um, I, I don't believe that's a problem for a left winger to be right-footed cutting in like Grealish. But when your left back's right-footed as well, you're always going into the middle of the pitch. Um, and the key for me is is De Bruyne is now back playing right midfield, and he used to get the ball out of his feet and cross it behind the defence. And his first target was Aguero, and if it missed everybody, you had Sterling at the back post. Now we're not playing with a centre forward, and Sterling's not at the back post. Neither is Grealish. Sterling's not there because he's not playing. Grealish isn't there because he's not there in time. No wonder our no wonder our tally's gone down. Oh boy!
1: Oh boy. I think oh boy. he's looked at it and thought it's like kind of like a like golf lessons. You're going to have to go back to go forward. But I don't um, understand
2: that. I, I can't doubt this this manager because I'm. I and nobody, and, and he's arguably the best coach that's ever been, maybe you know certainly one of the best. I can't go against this fella, but I just can't believe what he's taking out of the team, and I think he's, I think he's got such an ego that I think he tries to transform to stay ahead of the game, and in this, take, in this in this instance, I feel like it's handicapped us. Yeah, so Liverpool are. Liverpool are exactly the same. they've just got, they've just got players back that front three. You know, the midfield is changing a little bit and Van Dijk's back, but everything else is the same. Robertson up and down, Alexander-Arnold up and down and crossing and those front three plus Jota. But you don't know. It's, I just get the feeling that his ego is so huge. He wants to outsmart everybody with a new plan uh, and the, probably the new plan in the end might win it and it always seems to be the second season. But I don't think City are anywhere near um, in personnel what the, what the others are and what they've been themselves in the last two years there we go
1: right gentlemen so, so, uh, so a home win weekend then <laughs> um,
2: well oh, I still fancy I, I think they'll find so, I think they'll find find enough to beat United Rod yeah. alright
0: let's leave out that then gentlemen thank you very much for your time it's been another great show D if I let you go plug your stuff
3: At Double D on all social media, that's D-U-B-U-L-D-W-E. And I am part of the D&D Football Factory and we air at 10am on On Top FM. That's 95.5 FM in London and we air at 10am
2: on a Saturday morning. We should
0: call it the Happy Factory now, shouldn't you? Because Liverpool are doing well (laughs) and Newcastle have got new owners. So (laughs) D-Man is uh, still doing cartwheels. I've heard that he's learning Arabic now. Is that true?
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it probably is. That's why he wasn't in on. That's why he was in on on, um, on Saturdays. You know, stepping up his Arabic lessons. You know,
0: you will need them. Um, you will need them. Yeah. Lovely. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Rod.
1: Uh, Rod James. I know this is gonna be interesting. I'm doing Rod James gigs and can't remember Rodri two four seven
0: seven. And you have got your own and- show as well. Come on now.
1: Uh, Come on, ACS pod, ACS Podcast Nation, yeah, Friday nights.
0: Yeah, you you Google that, <laughs> you will find it. <laughs> Steve, thanks for jumping on, mate. Appreciate it. My pleasure, lads. Good night. There we go. So we'll be back this time next week. So until next time, goodbye.